1: blog talk radio welcome to wicked green energy with your host roxanne pappas roxanne is fighting to bring our troops home from the middle east and reduce our country's dependence on fossil fuels as an associate with viridian energy she can provide domestic sources of solar wind and water right now to your home or business on this show She and her guests explore other cutting-edge ways we can reduce our carbon footprint and preserve vital resources across the globe. Here is your host, Roxanne Huffman.
0: Hi, everyone. This is the Wicked Green Energy Lady coming to you from gorgeous Cape Cod, Massachusetts little chilly out there today, but I have—I uh, do believe we've rounded the corner and we're expecting some nice weather down the road. Um, people who own cottages are heading down here to open them up for the summer, so the activity is increasing here on the Cape, and soon we'll have tons of people around here enjoying the beautiful uh, scenery that we have. Okay, today I want to talk about the Clean Power Plan. I don't know if a lot of people know about this. It's if you go onto the um, EPA site, and I advise you to do that because it's got a whole lot of information about the Clean Power Act and how we can um, participate in it and uh, help the environment. The I want to put, do an overview of it and then go into some other details in a minute or so. But the key is a piece of... Um, the, the Clean Power Plan is reducing the carbon dioxide emissions by 32% from our O5 levels by 2030. So the magic year is 2030, and I can't believe it's only 14 years away. So this is, um, um, they're, they're working at this very diligently. In addition to that, what the Clean Power Plant, um, Plan calling it a plant, um, wants to do is chart a path to 30% more renewable energy for, again, 2030. And that means expanding the clean energy economy. And that includes things like setting new standards for the fuel that heavy-duty vehicles use, and that is scheduled to begin after 2018, and it will also support the local and state policies that cut energy waste and reduce the federal government's own greenhouse gas emissions by 28% 2020. Now, it's, it, uh, there are a lot of things going on on this, and um, sometimes it appears to be a little overwhelming, but... Um, These are things that need to be done. The U.S. is the second biggest carbon emitter in the world. China is first, and I know that I've mentioned this in the past. Um, What we want to do here is lead the way for all other countries to follow suit and try to eliminate the carbon emissions. And as you all know, the carbon emissions that we breathe every day is uh, contributing to our health problems, our environment problems, our economy, you name it, it's affecting it. And though it's something that you don't see, in the background it does affect it. And I, I, I hope that everyone um, takes a little bit of time to look into uh, uh, information about the carbon emissions and what it can and cannot do. So so this, the Obama wants to build a momentum for global action against climate change. And he's going to do that by offering more financing for renewable energy options overseas and global free trade for clean energy technology. Um, what I'm doing right now here is I'm giving you the overview of the clean um, clean power plan. As you may guess there are there's, there's controversy surrounding everything we've got the the pros and the cons and this that and the other thing and I'll touch upon what those things are down the road but let's I want to set the set the uh, the pace here with what it is and what it's going to do One of the things that the low income individuals here in the United States are the ones that are going that are most affected affected by the carbon emissions um, or rather by climate change, I should say, they don't have the resources, the wherewithal, in order to be able to do something for themselves. They don't have access to, um, to health insurance, although they're supposed to, um, uh, and a number of other things. So it, the Clean Power Plan is also going to help um, the uh, low-income communities. The plan also includes an analysis of the successes that we've already achieved as well as the new opportunities for change in each state uh we've got um, for an example we've got um, Maryland uh it praises organizations like the housing authority of Baltimore city um, and i can imagine what they're doing here with this um, with the with a plan is they want to sh- give a shout out to those organizations or people or companies or states and towns that are doing something to promote the elimination of carbon emissions. This is important because people need to see that it can be done, and there are others doing it. Okay. Um, The plan is set out so that the states can determine what they're going to do within each individual state uh, on how to, in order to obtain the um the final goal for twenty thirty um, the okay sorry about that um I was reading this and it gets a little confusing the states um can Determine what it is that they must do in order to 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 reach the the goals of 2013 at 30, as I said, as I just said, and it can be anything from giving incentives for uh, renewable energy, um, uh, creating new jobs, um, because a lot of people feel that if the power plants and the coal plants are closed down, we're going to have a high unemployment. Well, that's not the case because we have a ton of jobs out there in the renewable energy. Uh, department. So, um, states some some states are grumbling because they're uh, either co producing or they they feel that the feds are infringing upon the states' rights, and so that we're always going to have that issue. Uh, but I do believe that the clean uh, power plan has eliminated some, most of those objections. Now. There are critics, and they think that who think that the clean power plant is is going to harm the economy, um, but and it's going to um, it's really not going to do anything for us. It's just a drop in the bucket, as they say, and that the the climate change is only going to be um, very very small in conjunction and in, in comparison to what types of emissions we're going to emi- uh, avoid. But ultimately, it comes down to the health of the health of the planet, and obviously the health of uh, each individual here on the planet. So there, we've got some hurdles. One of them is uh, is legal, and I'll talk to you about that because uh, some states are already suing. Um, now, what Obama is saying about this is that the plan is "quote unquote" realistic and achievable achievable but still ambitious and that is true it is it is an ambitious um, process to go through in 14 years but we need to work together on it and i believe by working together because states can uh, can converse with uh, amongst themselves about one state what one state is doing what the other one's doing and et cetera et cetera okay ultimately the clean the, the, the Clean Power Plan makes sure that the fossil fuel fired power plants are going to operate more cleanly and efficiently while, while heading towards the capacity for, uh, for zero and low-emitting power sources. Now, as an aside here, fossil fuels are the largest source of carbon, carbon dioxide emissions. The fossil fuel plants use natural gas, petroleum, coal, coal, and any form of solid, liquid, or gaseous fuel to make electricity. And given that, I'm going to be coming around with some statistics here. Um, as I mentioned, the power plants are the single largest source of carbon pollution. And the way my little pie, pie um pie graph here tells me is that the emissions or the pollutions is made up of 82 percent carbon dioxide, 3 percent fluorinated gases, 5 percent nitrous oxide, and 10 percent methane. And those are used to make... 31 percent of the electricity is, is, um, is produced by these four gases transportation 27% uses these gases and emit the carbon uh, the, the carbon dioxide so it's 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 quite um it's quite overwhelming quite overwhelming okay so that's what the clean power plan is now why do we need it and we all know why we need it uh, we 've mentioned uh, the the carbon emissions, of course, it threatens Americans' health um, and well and the, their welfare welfare by leading to long lasting changes in our climate and it can have a negative effect on human health and the environment um, i don 't think anyone will doubt that climate change is one of the greatest environmental and public health challenges we face. there are so many um, uh, videos out there by, by um, the movie stars. Morgan Freeman and Ju- uh, and Julia Roberts and Harrison Ford are all talking about this. Leonardo Di- uh, DiCaprio is, um, uh, is giving millions of, of dollars to the Seychelles, the Seychelles Islands, because they have no way of becoming energy-efficient so he's pouring money into um, into the Seychelles. Everybody is looking at at what we can do because it is such um, a slippery slope that we're on. The best scientists out there are saying that our activities are without a doubt causing climate change and climate change we've already seen it twenty fourteen uh, according to the statistics is one of the warmest years that we've had in, in the first 15 years of this century. That's, that's uh, scary. But we've seen the, the, the droughts and all the horrible storms and between tornadoes and hurricanes and what have you. I, don't, I never saw this 30 years ago. So it's due to something. And the most vulnerable in all of this are the kids, as you might imagine, older adults our seniors those who have heart and lung disease, and people living in poverty, as I mentioned before. Okay, so what, how are they going to implement this Clean Power Plan? And this is where I think a lot of people are uh, having a little problem with it. Um, the, they're going, what the EPA wants to do is create a partnership between themselves, the states, U.S. territories, tribes on, a, on the reservations. And they want to establish that partnership so that we all can work together as one for this, for this primary goal. Now that, that tells me, that reminds me of um, JFK back in the day when he said, ask not what, you, what the country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. It's all about all of us working together. So they're going to, uh, the EPA is going to have a range of choices available to the states to implement, to, to implement the standards and to the utility companies in order to meet them. The states are, are, are supposed to develop and implement plans that ensure that the power plants in their state are tailored to meet their respective energy, environmental, and economic needs and goals. By either shutting them down or replacing them, and and uh, going to clean or renewable energy resources, the states are supposed to submit a final plan by this September, and then the complete plans have to be submitted by 2018. So it's uh, as we're talking, we get we need to roll along here, and I know that uh, some states are not um, are not even looking at doing this or uh, or trying to do um, anything about it. They think it will probably just go away on its own. Um, they want to be sure that the states involve the communities uh, because, obviously, they're going to be the recipients of um, of the clean energy economy, including energy efficiency, uh, re- uh, saving money, uh, the renewable energy, et cetera, et cetera. Now, there is some issues out there that are uh, some individuals who say that our electric bill is going to go up because of all these changes. And I'm going to um, touch upon them in just a second as soon as we have our, our, our commercial here. But um, one, one particular um, uh, magazine called The Daily Beast, and I love this, says, Your electric bill will be reduced if state leaders are smart. And that is the operative word, is it not? It's are they smart. And hold on. I'm going to go to commercial and be right back. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavan. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, Wicked Housewives on CapeCod.com.
1: Kathleen O'Keefe canavis and Laurie Boyle will show you how. Go to Wicked House on Cape Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Canavas and Laurie Boyle, CEO of Laurie Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked House Lives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their writers workshop intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. on CapeCod.com.
0: And we're back, and this is the Wicked Green Energy Lady talking about the Clean Power Plan that um, should be implemented by 2030. Um, I want to go through some statistics here for you um, uh, because I think it drives the point home. So by 2030, the plan will reduce carbon emissions from power plants, as I mentioned before, by 32 percent, below the 05 levels that equals to 870 million tons of carbon emissions. And I'm going to come back to that because I, and I'm because I want to segue into something else here. So, the 870 million tons of carbon emissions equals to equals 100 uh, equals to the annual emissions from 166 million cars or powering 90, 95% of the homes in America. So uh, let's see. What else have we got? We've got more statistics here. It means that we'll have up to 3,600 fewer premature deaths, up to 90,000 fewer asthma attacks for kids. This is annually. Up to 1.4 million fewer days when people must limit their activities up to 300,000 fewer missed school and work days up to 62,000 fewer cases of respiratory symptoms for kids all that equates into money saved if that if anybody thinks that that's not the case then uh, they need they need to look uh, look at the economics of um, uh, of these savings all of this oh and um the public health and climate benefits of acting on the climate add up to almost $54 billion saved in, in, in just 2030. That's what they're projecting. Under the Clean Power Plan, utility scale, talk about this, utility scale, remember that, solar and wind capacity is projected, projected to double by 2030 compared to 2013 levels. That's an increase in 300% um, in wind power since 08, and a 2,000% increase in solar power since 08. So those of you who don't really believe in solar energy, any of that stuff, I think you better do a little bit more studying. Now, what I wanted to segue into is um, what Viridian has accomplished Viridian Energy, uh, as uh, you all know, I'm an associate with Viridian Energy, and we are out there uh, op- uh, helping reduce the, the carbon emissions. Now, I mentioned that the plan will eliminate 870 million tons. Well, since Viridian Energy's inception, which was in the latter part of '09, until today, our customers which are about 300,000 customers in 18 markets have eliminated over 7 billion pounds carbon emissions i shouldn't say till today that's through 2015 sorry about that it's much higher now and we did this in a very simple way it didn't cost us a dime all you do in those deregulated markets is you choose Meridian Energy as your supplier through your utility company, and you will get a minimum of 50% green, and that's going to eliminate, as I said here, over the next four or five years, another 7 billion pounds. This is significant. For doing something very simple takes you five minutes. You go, you you look at your your, your bill. You go onto my Viridian site. You can calculate uh, what you're using, how much ca- ca- carbon emissions you can eliminate, and there are three or four plans there for you to uh, to choose from um, that that uh, based on your preference. So. This is really something to keep in the back of your mind, and uh, let me know if you're um, you're interested. You can email me, r. Um, Roxanne at com <laughs> or um, r.pappas7 at gmail.com, and I can uh, do an analysis for you. Okay, back to the back to the power power plan. All right, now. I've only got about seven minutes, so I don't really want to get into something that's um that will that's going to be too lengthy here, so I'll touch upon a few things here um, as you might guess, we've got the pros and cons uh the the cons are sitting there telling us that um, this is going to affect the poorest families it's going to increase their their electric bill. Um, and and they're they're coming up with th- this reasoning, and it and it omit, omits anything that has to do with renewable energy. So that uh, one of their uh, reasons that the, the clean power plan is isn't needed is that the shale revolution drives the energy intensive industries here in the U.S. and by uh, accepting the clean power plant it would drive these industries away okay all right i'm i'm just reading i'm just telling you i'm not agreeing with anything there are going to be huge manufacturing job losses by the districts in wisconsin ohio indiana michigan and illinois and that's because of the coal but nobody's mentioning anything about how the climate is being harmed and that there are ways for the people, or for the manufact, for the job losses, because the renewable energy is going to have jobs. So I don't know what the. I mean that just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway. Um. Okay. This this one this is what I mentioned before. If the U.S. cuts the um, carbon emissions by a hundred hundred percent. It's only going to decrease the warming by 0.137 degrees Celsius by 2100 by the next century. Um, I haven't seen those figures yet. I've got to look into them. I don't know if that, in fact, is true. But even if it is only that much, just look at what's going to do, do for us for our health and our environment. If it does nothing for, for global warming, it will help us in other areas. This is a good one. Because we've had so much carbon emissions in our lives, we we have lower climate sensitivity or rather we um we're not as sensitive to carbon carbon emissions because we've been living with them for so long that we've become used to them. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm leaving that alone. Oh, uh, they're talking about a million jobs that we're going to lose, um, which would uh, equate to a loss of more than two point five trillion in the GDP, and uh, a total income loss of more than seven thousand dollars per person. And then they go back to the fact that the um, the carbon emitting fuels, such as coal, oil, and natural gas, provided eighty seven percent of Americans' energy needs in the past decade and and is the overwhelming supplier for over a century. Yes, that's true. And during the Industrial Revolution, access to energy was a critical catalyst to improved health, comfort, progress, ingenuity, and prosperity. Yes, absolutely. We've come a long way from the Industrial Revolution. There are far more cars on the road. There are far fewer trees out there that can uh, absorb the carbon emissions. There, you, there, are, there are so many other issues that um, that creates those carbon emissions that we can't make the comparison back to the industrial revolution. And again, if we if we're using coal, oil, and natural gas, and it meets our needs. But what is it doing for our health? And I have to—I'm going to be a harpy on that one. Um, they keep talking about threats to the economy, the quality of life, the reliability of the national power grid, and here's—and here's what I mentioned before: the constitutional separation of powers comes always comes down to that—the states. Um, now. What I also want to say is, they, they talk about the fact that our gas industry—we're going to lose that. But people are going to lose jobs um, uh, for for those of uh, those uh, manufacturing companies who are looking for gas because we have plenty of it here. Very true. But no one, not one person, talks about the dangers of fracking because fracking disturbs the ground and potentially causes earthquakes, causes sinkholes, causes you name it. The earth cannot handle so much fracking that's being done. And and I've been given my 90-second um, um, uh, timer here, so I'm not going to be able to finish up with what I was saying. That means I'm going to come back next week and talk about the... the um, the pros and the cons, uh, the opponents and proponents, and how the Clean Air Act has something to do with a clean power plan. So stay tuned for next week. I will do that. I'll be putting out blogs, which will um, discuss everything I just did. And um, thank you for joining me, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you, seeing you, or uh, answering some questions for you next time, next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, and bye-bye.
1: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Green Energy. You may get in touch with Roxanne through her Facebook page, Living It Up Green, or her email, rpappas7 at gmail.com. That's r-p-a-p-p-a-s-7 at gmail.com joined her every Monday night from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.